You're listening to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, where we feature everyday rebel bosses just like you who are taking charge of their life and creating a path to financial freedom by launching digital products online. I'm your host, Eden Freed. Let's learn to launch. Rebels, welcome back. Our episode today is focusing on this super sexy topic, stress, anxiety, stress and anxiety. (laughs) I've erred in my ways. I realize this and I need to remedy this, but I've erred in my ways because we have yet to talk about this at all on the podcast and that's a huge no-no. We could talk about actionable how-tos all day every day, but stress and anxiety are a natural part of the launch process. And if I'm being totally honest with you, launching is filled with stress and filled with anxiety and you need to have the tools in your toolbox to deal with it, especially if you're already an anxiety prone person like I am. (laughs) Raising my hand here, this is totally me. It's even more true for people like us. It's so important to identify this and really understand how we can deal and manage because it's it's a reality for all of us. That's why I've asked Justine Sones to join us today. Justine is a writer and stress management coach. During her career as a massage therapist, Justine's practice was dedicated to exploring the roles that stress, pain, and relaxation play in healing the physical body. She came to realize, though, that the support her clients needed required more than a massage, and she made it her mission to help them. Justine now spends her time writing about feelings and coaching other overfunctioning humans develop healthy boundaries and practice sustainable self-care as they navigate the messy intersections of partnering, parenting, preneuring, and pandemicking. Before we welcome Justine, don't forget, if you want to learn how to launch your digital product in the next 90 days, I've got a freebie for you. You're going to love it. It's a roadmap that's going to show you exactly how to launch in that 90-day time frame. So just head on over to edenfreed.com forward slash RBL to grab your free copy. All right, without further ado, please join me in welcoming Justine Sones. Hey, Justine, welcome. So happy you're here. Thank you. It's really good to be here. Okay, so for everyone who has never met you before, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I am Justine Sones. I'm a writer and self-care coach, which admittedly is a bit of a made-up title. Um, But I spend my days um, doing writing for online businesses and also coaching high-achieving, people-pleasing women to set better boundaries and take care of themselves as they navigate the very stressful situations they tend to land themselves in. I love that. We're going to, we're going to dive into that a little bit more in just a few seconds. Um, But how did you get into this line of work in the first place? So this is always a really funny story that um, I didn't get here by like any intentional plan per se. It was more like a series of small steps that made a lot more sense in hindsight than they did in the moment. So My professional training is actually as a massage therapist, and I had an active practice for about eight years. Uh, Partway through, and and so my massage therapy training was really my introduction to boundaries in terms of the boundary that exists between a health practitioner and their patient. So had that practice for several years and then really started wanting to hone my business chops. So I started learning about building a website and online marketing and branding and working on that within the context of my massage business. I started to realize that I loved the flexibility and freedom that working online offered. And so I started to gradually transition into more of an online service um, 
service-based business doing like virtual uh, assistant work. And then I was kind of like a business manager, project manager, and eventually landed in a bit of that strategy and coaching realm with business. But then what I found is that people weren't working with me because I was like great with Excel spreadsheets or like awesome with Asana. It had more to do with the fact that I was helping them manage their stress and like create uh, routines around their self-care and set boundaries around their work. And so over time, I kind of really let go of that massage business completely and the business coaching started to fall away. And I really landed in this space of self-care and stress management. What a cool story. I love that natural transition into, <laughs> into this yeah. work. It's, and I think it's almost better when it's not intentional. Like it just happens because it's just meant to happen. Everything falls into place. Yeah. I often find myself looking at my life and I'm just like, oh, what fun that I ended up here. <laughs> like, look at it's that. It's so cool. And like, I like how you said that in hindsight, it made sense, but when it was happening, it didn't necessarily yeah. feel like it was piecing together. That's, I feel like that's so true for many things in life. Like things just yeah. kind of Well, happen. even, even the way that I landed in massage therapy, like I've always been a proponent for like listening to your gut, listening to your feelings. Um, and when I was in high school, my cousin mentioned something about doing massage because she was an esthetician. And I just kind of thought I like, I'd never had a massage. I didn't know a massage therapist. I was just like, huh, that feels like a great idea. And then from there, it was just like, well, I'm going to become a massage therapist. <laughs> right. It's so funny how we make decisions in our life. Like, you know, kids are asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it sounds like this big thing. And then when you grow up, you realize like, you don't really know. You just make decisions that feel good in the moment and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe not everyone's like that. Maybe that's just people like us. I don't know. But <laughs> well, I think I think it's a lens that you you take to viewing life and stuff and kind of looking for those patterns. So it's right. I don't view myself as like I was a massage therapist and now I am this thing. It's I am Justine. I have tendencies and strengths as a person, and these are the roles that bring those things out in me. And so even you know when I talk to my kids, I try not to say like what do you want to be when you grow up? It's what do you really like to do? Like, when do you feel your best? Like, what do people say you're good at? You know, that's a really good way of phrasing that. And I'm totally going to steal it from you. Um, we could talk about that forever. That's all. That's a whole, I know, that's other. A whole other topic. <laughs> but today we are talking about managing stress and anxiety and setting boundaries, all of this really important stuff that I feel like I guess I don't feel like it. I know that it's not spoken about enough. Um, and I am, it's, you know, partly my fault too, because like I, I teach all of the actionable how to's for launching. Um, but I haven't really highlighted this really important aspect of launching, which is the mental stuff, the mental mm -hmm. load that comes with it. And trust me, there is a mental load that comes with this sort of work. Um, so yeah, that, that's why I want you to, to share all of your brains with us, Justine, because you're the perfect person <laughs> to, to, to dive into this. Um, so I guess, I guess a good place to start is really just to ask, like, what do you feel like is important for people to know when they're going in, they're like, okay, I'm going to launch and 90 days from now, what do you feel like is important for them to know going in? with regards to the stress and anxiety that comes with that process? Mm. So I think the most important thing is to know that the stress is going to bring about what I like to call big feelings. 
I try not to label feelings as being good or bad because then we judge ourselves about them and that creates a whole other energy leak to manage. So just knowing in advance that something like a launch where you are putting yourself out there, you feel vulnerable, you have expectations around whether it's a quote unquote success or failure, that's going to inherently bring about feelings of disappointment along the way, feelings of um, potential rejection, feelings of overwhelm. And instead of either looking at those as bad things, I'm again, putting that in quotes, um, or using it as proof that you're, you know, not good at what you're doing. Um, if we can anticipate them and then create the space to process those feelings, then we can move through them and keep going with the launch instead of getting really hung up in them and wallowing in these feelings, or just trying to pretend that they don't exist at all. So once we've acknowledged, okay, these big feelings are going to happen and, you know, that might take a little bit of time for you to, to really process mm -hmm. that and, you know, understand what that's going to be like. What do you recommend people do knowing that those big feelings are going to happen? Like, how can we plan to work through those feelings? Okay. So one of the biggest things of my self-care routine is having an active feelings practice. And so that means identifying a, the, what the feelings are, like you said, and then B, what I can do to create resolution around those feelings in my body, because the body's wired for cycles, right? We like receive the stimulus, we have the reaction, we want to process it and be able to come down to a resting level of, of stasis. Um, and so for me, it's like, if I know that there's something coming up in my life that has the potential to trigger a lot of anger in myself, my anger needs to move, it needs to be expelled. And so for me to have a self-care or feelings practice that tends to the anger, it probably isn't soaking in a bath because stewing in anger is the last thing I want to do. It's probably going to be going for a drive by myself, blasting Taylor Swift, the Reputation album, because that one is dark, and <laughs> singing at the top of my lungs, you know, because that is a specific practice that's tailored to create, not tailored, wink, to create resolution in that feeling so that I can move on from it. And if I don't have that practice and I just try to bottle it down, then the triggers will keep coming and the feelings will stack until I can't ignore them anymore. So, yeah. This practice sounds kind of like it's multifold in that you have to first identify like what the feeling could be. Then you need to figure out what that release will be so that you can, like you said, kind of move that energy. Um, and then you also mentioned the word trigger, like, you know, certain things are triggering and in a launch, there may be a, a multitude of things that trigger mm -hmm. these responses. So how, how can we like break all of that down to really identify each of those elements? Oh man. So it is, hmm, how do I want to say this? There's this element of being able to break things down for the sake of adding, you know, simplicity and understanding to it while also recognizing that they all function together as parts of the whole, right? Um, and so we're constantly like tweaking these different levers. There's not like one magical thing that we can manage and make everything better. Um, but the way that I kind of look at it is um, compartmentalizing, like there's going to be the areas in my business around the launch that are going to create stress, for example, and then there's going to be areas in my um, home life that could act as potential triggers to my personal stress response. So there are things that I can identify in advance that I can control, quote unquote control, in terms of like, if 
clutter in my house is a trigger for more for my anxiety and stress escalation than bringing in a cleaner two times a week for the state of the or for the course of the launch might be a really beneficial thing um by the same token like if looking at the numbers at the end of the day to see how ad spend is performing is a triggering thing for me within my business because it makes me start to think like if the numbers don't match my expectations that says something about me then maybe outsourcing that data tracking would be something that would be beneficial so taking a look at where do these potential triggers lie in different aspects in these different containers where can I either outsource them, just take them off my plate completely, or where can I have, that's like the proactive approach. And then where can I also have a reactive approach to it? So knowing that like when these inevitable triggers do arise, the ones that I can't avoid, like let's say that getting on live video is very anxiety inducing for me, then creating a buffer of time afterwards for decompression will go a long way to creating that reactive support within it. So you're really, yeah. you're really speaking my language when you mentioned um, like home triggers, because I think that, you know, it's super easy to think, okay, I'm triggered by social media. I'm triggered by comments on my Facebook ads. I'm triggered by whatever when it comes to work. Um, but it's so easy to forget that your personal life does matter and should be considered. And actually an exercise I have people do who are members of Rebel Boss University, I have them create a plan for their home life during the launch week. Um, mm -hmm. What meals am I going to be eating? When am I making those meals? When am I eating those meals? What outfits am I going to be wearing each day? Who's watching my kids? When are mm -hmm. they watching my, like all of these things are stress inducers, like, and there's anxiety around them. And if you're stressed about work and you're stressed about home, you're just like a ball of negative energy. And that's not good for anybody. <laughs> Yes. You, know, you mentioned control. Like there's only so much control that we have. So what are some things that we can do knowing that there are elements of this process that are just out of our control? We can't predict them. We can't plan our response to them. So like, how, what are we doing for that, for those unpredictable stress inducers? There's this funny disconnect that happens when you, again, are aware of something objectively, but it feels very different when you're living it. And that sense of like control, loss of control, uncertainty is one of those things. So because I know that that gap exists, the best way to support myself through it is to surround myself by people who get it mm -hmm. and can serve as a healthy mirror of that experience to me when I start to get lost in the overwhelm of things being out of my control. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's like there's um, when it comes to how we uh, manage our mental and emotional stressors, there is a degree to which we can try and get a hold of that internal conversation. And there's also a limit to it where we need to rely on community support. So there's that examination of like self-dialogue and then also how we bring other people in to help us. And I think when it comes to getting out of those mental ruts and those emotional ruts, having that external support is a really important piece of it to help provide that perspective. Um, and that's like, that's easily my uh, most powerful go-to when it comes to feeling out of control. Yeah, it's definitely really helpful to have that network of people who get it. Um, and there are people in your life who are important to you, but they don't get it. And I think you have to, you know, you have to make that distinction. Um, yes. For me, you know, my, my husband is my number one support. Um, and I'm, 
but I know he doesn't get it. Like it's, yes, yes. he's my number one support, but he's not in it. And it's hard for him to relate to the stresses that come with it. So he's not the person that I'm going to when I'm freaking out about whatever just happened. Um, so yeah, I think you kind of have to identify the people in your life who are going to be there for you and who get it for this type of work. It's very different than other parts of mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. And I think that it's like the, the pattern that I come back to again and again for people when it comes to building this self-care toolkit is being really honest about what you feel so that you can be honest about what you need. So again, like for the answer of like a strategy to whatever feeling it is, I can share the thing that has worked for me. Um, but the, the real encouragement is for people to ask themselves like, yeah, what do I need? And how can I meet it? And um, again, that identification of knowing who is going to understand what you're going through and therefore be a safe space to process it versus who isn't is so important. And those boundaries are really hard to identify. Um, But yeah, knowing again, specifically in advance of a launch, having like your five names on a post-it that are your friends who get what it's like to be an online business owner and the specific type of neuroses that can go with that, um, that post-it can be your your best friend for stress management. Absolutely. Okay. You mentioned the word boundaries and we have to talk about boundaries because that's (laughs) such an important element here, setting boundaries, you know, understanding what they are. So tell me a little bit about those boundaries. Why do we need them? How, how do we get them? How do we get that all sorted out? Oh my goodness. I could talk about boundaries forever. Um, So first of all, when I talk about boundaries, what I mean is the, Like boundaries are a limit that we put in place to protect our integrity, okay? So that can take a physical form in terms of the way that our skin protects us from blunt force trauma. It can be, um, you know, emotional in terms of the feelings that we get warning us to back away from something, but these boundaries exist in in every dynamic. Um, And so the way that they can fit into how we run our businesses specifically, If you find that you are being triggered by social media, for example, being able to identify what specific things are triggering you and then what limits you need to put in place to protect yourself from that um, is really the first step of that. I know I, I love what you're saying. I'm going to give an example that I use in my everyday life, not even just for launches when it comes to social media. Um, I realize in retrospect that I've been filled with anxiety for my entire life, but I didn't actually label it as anxiety because I just, I didn't know to label it as anxiety or is that label even important? Right. So, mm-hmm. so I, um, after I had my son, um, with postpartum anxiety, all of that stuff, I became just like a ball of anxiety and that transferred into my work, um, particularly with social media. So I am using, and I have an iPhone, I'm sure there's similar settings on other devices, but um, the iPhone now allows you to um, set limits on apps. So Mm -hmm. I set a combined total limit of one hour for both Facebook and Instagram per day. Um, So if I spend 30 minutes on Facebook, in one day, I now have 30 minutes left on Instagram. Um, and that maybe it sounds like an extreme limit, but it's actually been really amazing because first of all, I see how connected I am to my phone and that's like a reality mm-hmm. check, like get off your phone. <laughs> but second mm-hmm. of all, it just 
it sets that boundary for myself of, okay, I know that this is going to be triggering for me. So stop scrolling and just go live your life. Go be outside more, go soak up the vitamin D from the sun, because that's, what's going to help you feel good. And this is going to make you feel bad. Um, so, you know, that was a big boundary for me. Um, you know, I run Facebook ads and I also, I outsource that management really quickly because that was just super stressful. So I do feel like coming up with boundaries is kind of a hard process because you almost have to experience the stress and anxiety first to know that Mm -hmm. it's something you need to set a boundary for. Um, But forgetting to set those boundaries can be really catastrophic for your mental health and for ultimately the success of your business if you don't sit down and do that work. Yes, 100%. Because what often happens is like part of why I'm so big on naming the feeling and being honest about it is again, because of that idea that stress really stacks. And if you don't do your part to um, create that space for recovery, that's when you end up having that breakdown or and that can look like, you know, blowing up at your Um, you know, your coworker or your subcontractor over a deadline when like it wasn't about the deadline. It was about the fact that you're stressed about something else and didn't manage it. And then you ended up acting out and taking it out on somebody else. Um, And the other thing I think that's really important to mention too, with this, you know, social media piece and whatnot is that we're really wired for the path of least resistance when it comes to like getting a quick hit of feel good. And I'm putting that in quotes. Um, And so, especially when it comes to social media, it's easy to get that rush of dopamine that comes with like getting a like with getting that positive reinforcement externally when it doesn't actually meet that core need for tending. And like you said, something like getting outside, getting vitamin D, getting your hands in the dirt, going for a walk, all of those are activities that actually um, complete that stress cycle and bring resolution to the feeling. So it's like creating that new neural pathway Mm -hmm. is a lot of work, um, but just acknowledging it is where you start. So there's this thought process a lot of people experience when they are planning their first launch or it doesn't even need to be their first launch, it's a launch in general. Um, It's catastrophizing the result of the launch, this idea that, you know, it's not going to work. I'm not going to meet my goals. I'm not qualified enough. I'm not enough of an expert things are going to be terrible, whatever, like all of this black darkness, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. catastrophizing is a real thing. I, I'm an expert catastrophizer. (laughs) I talk about this with my therapist a lot. It's like the number one thing we talk about, but can you talk a little bit about what that is and how we can start to address that going into a launch and make sure that we kind of change the, the thought process that comes when you're catastrophizing? Yeah. So one of the things that I really have to remind myself when my brain goes to that mode is, is I'm trying to do something to protect myself because the kind of general idea behind catastrophizing is like, if I imagine the worst possible thing that could happen, I can make a plan for it is one element of looking at it, which feels like you're managing the anxiety. Um, when the reality is that it's just, again, kind of an energy leak. And so for me to recognize like, hey, brain, thank you for trying to help me out here, not actually helpful, and kind of bringing that like mindfulness back into being in the moment mm-hmm. and reminding myself like, this is the thing I really need to focus on right now. Um, so just that really gentle conversation of recognizing this is a survival instinct that's kicking in, not helpful, let's save it for another time. Um, like that piece of the puzzle is really important. And then the other thing is for me, um, again, 
kind of following that thread of if you have kind of the core, like seed, the core thought that's leading to that end result. Um, I'm a big hand talker, by the way. So I like have a fist out in front of me to represent this core thought. And then um, way on the outside is this like catastrophize, like everything's going to be awful if this launch doesn't go well. If we can start to pull back on that thread and get to the core belief underneath it and ask ourselves whether or not it's real, that's really important because that core belief is actually what your body from a stress response place is responding to is this perceived threat. So we think, you know, um, my launch isn't going to go well. That means that everyone's going to hate me. They're going to stop following me on social media. They're not going to be my friend. My business is going to fail. I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. My family's going to end up on the street. I'm going to be an outcast from society. Like that's what our body is actually responding to. So if we can meet ourselves there and just follow that thread and say, Hey, what's actually going on and realize like, will people stop being my friend? No. Like, am I going to be out on the street? No. And just answer those anxious thoughts. And then once we answer them, this is part of where that mental boundary comes in is just like, then we have to practice just putting them to the side and getting back to a place of focus on what's now. Another thing that I, I feel like is helpful after you do that work, because that's the important work you need to do first that you just mentioned, um, is start to change that immediate thought that comes. You know, you're, you, you're going to have these like catastrophic thoughts because if you're an anxious person, it's just, it's going to happen. Um, but you can retrain your mind to, to think what's the next thought. So if I think mm -hmm. my launch will fail, everything's going to go to shit, it's going to be terrible. I could change my next thought to be, wait a second, that was a, a, a catastrophizing example of something I do. Yes. Like, it's actually going to be fine. And just change that immediate next sentence that you say to yourself in your head. It's okay to slip up. Like you're going to, these thoughts, I think that's something that I thought when I first started getting help for anxiety, I thought I'm going to fix the anxiety. It's going to go away. And then I realized, no, I'm going to have anxiety for the rest of my life. These yes. things are going to happen. Um, but I can retrain myself to think in a different way. And that's an, an important distinction. Yeah. And I think that's really at the core of what sets my, you know, self-care theories practice apart from a lot of what's out there is this idea that these um, big feelings aren't going anywhere. They are just a reality of the human experience. And it's just a matter of like, oh yeah, this one's flaring up right now. What can I do to meet it and then move on? Um, and again, sometimes too, it's like, if the anxiety, like if you can't get that mental hamster wheel to stop turning, that's where reaching into a tool in your self-care chest that can help to resolve the stress cycle will kind of help you take care of that physiological component that the mental aspect is responding to. Because if you can lower your overall stress response, then your mental monkeys also quiet down with that. Yeah, I love that. Is there such thing as a truly stress-free launch? Is it possible to achieve? I haven't seen it yet because <laughs> I think that this idea of just like arriving in a super Zen feel good place again, is just kind of like an unrealistic expectation, no matter what. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I don't know that there's ever a perfectly stress-free launch. I think that there's cases where the stressor rises, like shows up, you manage it and you move on. So mm -hmm. I think that you can kind of step away from that, like really big mountains and peaks and valleys graph of stress experiences into more of like a, a waves, knowing that you're just riding them. 
Yeah, I think I think the word managing is really key here because mm-hmm. you're gonna have the stress, you're gonna have the anxiety, but you can have the tools in your toolbox to manage them so that you're not feeling crazy for the entire yes. experience leading up and, and during that actual launch. Yes, and that's one of the things that I always remind people of too is that stress is a really healthy response. Mm-hmm. Stress is a good thing. We need stress to survive. What's unhealthy is unmanaged stress. Stress that doesn't resolve is when we start to see it lead to like chronic health conditions and these negative outcomes. So stress isn't the enemy. Stress is a friend, but managing your stress has to be a co-conspirator in that. I love that. That's a, that's a beautiful way to wrap. We could keep talking about this forever because it's, it's deep, but I'm, we'll wrap there. Justine, uh, thank you so much for sharing all of these tips and tools that we can use for um, our launch periods with us. Tell us where we can hang out with you online. Yeah. So you can find me on social media, mainly Instagram and Twitter slash only Instagram and Twitter um, (laughs) at Justine Soans. And then I would also love for you to sign up for my email list. It's called the Friday Feels. And I send out an email every other week talking about self-care, setting boundaries, and desperately trying to adult. Um, and you can sign up at bit.ly slash the Friday feels that's bit.ly slash the Friday feels. And you have a, a freebie, correct? That you made for, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's really just a page that outlines a collection of, um, blog posts that cover my framework for self-care and boundary setting. It's called the four R's. So knowing that we are constantly in this state of ebb and flow when it comes to our stress management. Um, I set up this framework to identify kind of when we're in our extremes or in kind of healthier levels. So knowing that at your most stressed out, you hang out in a state of retreat. When you're managing your stress, you're in kind of recovery. And the goal is that you're building reserves so that you have capacity to give. So this plays on the whole fill your own cup thing. Um, But the underlying theme of all of it is revolution with this idea that we're all working towards something bigger and some greater change, but we can't do that without taking care of ourselves. So to learn more about that, you can go to justinesones.com slash 4RS. Amazing. We're going to have all the links to, to Justine's social media um, and to her freebie and email list on our show notes. So definitely check that out. Uh, Justine, thank you again so much for hanging out with us today. It's been so much fun. Thank you for having me. Hey Rebel Boss, do you want to learn how to launch your digital product in the next 90 days? If yes, grab the free roadmap over at edenfree.com forward slash RBL. That's edenfree.com forward slash RBL. Thank you so much for listening. If you love the podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review and a share on social media. Your support really does mean the world. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and remember, keep kicking ass, keep putting in the work, and most importantly, keep showing up. We'll see you next time.